0: You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow ride Pod. Enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to the 85th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. This is Tim Hayes in Orlando, Florida. It's a little guy in Minneapolis.
0: And this is Spencer in Boston.
1: Hey guys, I have an announcement to make that I'm very, very happy to announce to you guys. What's that? I am no longer going to be a giver. I am from now on going to be a taker.
2: I don't when when did you become like a like the um like republican bike race is that when you moved to florida (laughs) i moved to florida and i I decided to believe in in bicycle race uh excitement redistribution
1: yeah yep i know and things have changed um i've decided that i'm no longer going to be a race promoter i'm no longer going to be the the, be- the great benefactor to bike racers everywhere. I am now just going to be like 95% of the other people that just show up and actually are the ones that pay for promoters to ha- be in existence. This is what we need to all of us to do. Um, How are you
2: going to afford that fancy
0: promoter car you drive?
2: <laughs> that fancy promoter and the, car. The and Nissan that big Versa.
0: promoter house you live in.
2: Um, you know what they say? They say most starters, more problems. Mm. <laughs> most hours more,
1: more problems and yeah. you know where I came to this realization guys was having an awesome time at the Florida State Psychicross Championships I saw the promoter I high fived him I said hey great work and then as soon as my race was done I opened up a beer I opened up a beer I jumped in my car and then, well, no, I drank the beer and then I hung out for a little while. And then I jumped yeah, in the car with a buddy. This story and drove is back.
2: Pretty, uh, a little illegal. Yeah, I opened the yeah. beer. I got <laughs> my car. I drove down the street. I dumped my beer. I like threw my beer can out because it's Florida and screw at some, it. it Add some like cyclists
0: crab. or animals or something.
1: Yeah,
2: I yelled, "Get a job!" To some cyclists that I, oh, I sideswiped. I Do know I, know. I kind of know? And kind uh, of know they don't have jobs. It's true. It,
1: It was just great to be out there and just racing. And guys, it reminded me a lot of, you know, just the the horror show of promoting bike races with with you two. Um, Little guy, you always tended to come up with these great ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, I would do all of the work. And then Spencer would just sit back and kind of uh, relax and maybe draw a flyer.
0: Reap the rewards. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That Super
0: little guy was the idea, man. Super is definitely the hype man. And I was like the execution guy on the ground. Like,
2: super Rookie was the panic man. The super Rookie was the panic so like man.
0: Like you, did, you man. did all the things that could be done from behind a computer screen.
1: Or in but person, like before person. the race.
2: But you did all the in-person worrying where we, did, we didn't do that worrying in yeah. person. We were That's, like, it's fine.
0: I would show up and yell at people.
1: You guys did a lot of like, hey, everything's going to be fine and then I was the one that sat there freaking out because we had to get a signature on a permit to make the event legal.
2: Right, and I was like, insurance, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying you needlessly got your pulse up.
0: Hmm. We did manage to pull off maybe the greatest coup ever, which was hosting our crit on the U of M campus about, what, a quarter mile away from the 35W bridge in Minneapolis when it fell down? That like was good.
1: That was definitely, there was no freaking out there. I mean, you know, <laughs> that we just took that in complete stride. The bridge collapsed, and then the three of us got together. We high-fived. We are like, hey, you know, like, we're still
2: going to be able to do this. No
1: problem.
0: <laughs> we did. We were like, should we cancel it? No. <laughs> no.
2: Despite the fact that, we, that the, 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 like, the, like, rescue, like, like, crews were like driving on the course to get between yeah. like, the areas where they were like staging the like picking up pieces of the bridge and stuff and and <sighs> the they only way we not in the mood to deal with a stupid no and well, we I, we I escorted
0: that- fire trucks through the course against course traffic like successfully like not unsafe you know it was i was pretty impressed with us
1: my highlight though is like the people that were mad tended to be like out-of-town police officers that were trying to flash their badge to get like their families down to like the cordoned off area to show a better angle.
0: Yeah, like Whereas like I remember the,
1: I remember, yeah, like sightseeing. Seems- and I remember like the NTSB guys like really loved it because they got to get their like tinted out Ford Explorer SUV <laughs> up to like 70 miles an hour around two dangerous corners to go down the hill. Like they yep. loved it. They were like, oh man, this is cool. <laughs>
0: So. We were like, guys, there's a bunch of Cat 5s coming, so you need to get to that corner before they do.
1: But they were like, oh, we've seen yeah, plenty of crashes. And then we all like high-fived. like uh, Funny joke.
0: Yep. I'm glad we invested in the walkie-talkies that year, I tell you. So
1: I didn't win the race, guys, but I did hurt my knee and I, um, in a crash that I caused. And I felt that I should have came across the line um, and pointed at my knee despite finishing in 11th place because I didn't get lapped by the winner, and pulling a, uh, shall we say, Vanderpool?
0: You
2: could. You could say you Vanderpool. Shall.
1: I you mean, he is it. the original person that did it. No one has ever done a victory celebration like that before.
2: Now here's the thing. I, why are you bothered that he's, 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 <laughs> he's... He hurt his knee, and then he's, and he goes across the line and sort of, you know, he, he references a previous one, a he, previous he did. Uh, victory celebration. I don't see why that bothers you. So it doesn't bother like, me. I was it's just... like doing a cover song. He
1: he,
0: I, he you know, did, did give better. credit. He gave credit he, he in but, the post interview as well to Johan. And he, did it than,
1: he did it better than Johan. Because he did it no hands. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess. But he, no, I think I think Miseo did it no hands. Oh
0: who, who I don't that? know. He Miseo did it in a Mappe kit, but Vanderpool Matt, did, it did, did it in a it world a, champion kit, so on a on a slope. That's true um, on a
2: velodrome hey Mappe's coming back to cycling I heard Speaking that MAPA, we I heard that talks about that um I'm a little disappointed I don't actually know how big they'll be on the jersey that's that's what we got to wait for because when the trek jersey drops, how big will the map be well, will the that. colors change? the answer the to thing?
0: that was question it? is not big enough
1: <laughs> that that is a good good answer Spencer, but also I want to point out that M- M-
0: uh-huh. yeah, isn't
1: even like the co sponsor of the Trek team. They signed what, Sega Fredo, the Italian coffee company, yep. as like the actual co title sponsor. So mm-hmm. Mapei or Mappe is like just happens to be like a technical partner, but it seemed that they were getting a lot more publicity for being back in the sport than Sega Fredo, who's obviously spent a lot more money to be the title sponsor here. So I don't think there's going to be any kit change whatsoever and i would doubt that we even see i thought wait first off wasn't mape like adhesives for construction equipment how are they, they even like a
2: technical sponsor like i don't get- they 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 run like a sports center like a like a training like they run this sort of place where if chris Froom had wanted he could have gone to have his vo2 max measured <laughs> you know like they run the same the same kind of thing they like tr- they have coaches and stuff Basically, it means the Trek is like, we're not very fast right now. We need to hire some new coaches. Let's hire the coaches with the best name value and not that guy over at uh, 53 by 13. That guy seems a little shady.
1: His website's down all the time. Of course, you're talking about Michelle Ferrari. 12. No, I'm yeah. talking
2: about fifty fifty three thirteen. It's the even shadier <laughs> it's website. Like, it's not is, Michelle Ferrari. His new site. It's like the guy who is like the. It's Michael like, Ferrari. <laughs> It's the yeah, it's the guy who is like the I don't even know uh, some like Polish team from 1995's coach. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's Michelle
1: it's, Affaromeo. Romeo. <laughs> it's
2: Zaskula it's, uh, it's or somebody, some flash in the pan Grand Tour guy from the nineties website.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was kind of big this last week, Guy. You brought it up is the Froome number release. And I know you guys want to go in-depth talking about hematocrit. Oh, man. I've been crunching loss.
0: numbers all week, guys. I've got spreadsheets. I've got all kinds of data and charts here that I want to go over in-depth. Um, so nice just let me, let me know when I'm, ready, when I'm ready to go. Let me know. Right. When hey,
1: you- uh, Spencer, I'm really interested in your um, VO2 max. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you take a look at that and compare it to Froome in mm. the Giro from 2012?
0: Yeah, I'm going to need a few minutes to crunch that, so uh, just get back to me here in a moment. Okay, That's, well, you know, I'm really
2: interested. I, I do want to actually see Spencer's numbers against Frum's numbers. That's actually what i do to, like, see. Do you think there's a way we can get that arranged, Spencer?
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Um, so I can pull that up. I got tested at the YMCA uh, a few years ago. It was um, actually when I was in okay shape, so I think my numbers will stack up, uh, you know, pretty well.
1: Um, well, you know, I think the real important thing here, guys, is that when I, when I have tough questions like this based on numbers and facts and, and others, I am going to take the lead of cyclingnews.com and just go straight to um, Lance Armstrong to see how he feels about numbers such as this no. and also if uh, nope. drugs nope. have to do with things.
2: No, we're not talking about that. You don't Whoa. want to talk about Lance? I don't want to talk about the Lance and that he, like, says But, little guys,
1: it sells the papers.
2: Yeah. It makes me not wanna. It makes me want to quickly get away from the cycling news website when I see, like, when I click on cycling, like I open cycling news, and the first thing I see is Lance, as I just close and go to <laughs> <Bella> News. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, I I agree with you, little guy, and but at the same time, do you feel that way about the whole Chris Froome numbers thing, like in the Esquire article, or are you actually genuinely interested in that kind of stuff?
2: I'm. I'm not bothered by it. I guess I I just. I feel like he's put in a weird position whereas people are, are questioning him more than they're questioning other people. And I guess he felt, like, it seems well, like he, he was in a weird position to ha- have to do something to, to make people kind of shut up. I'm fine with that. Did I, think, it, but, I it,
0: think the position he's in that makes people question him more is winner of the Tour de France. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: but, like, but, look, but look at a, like how well... Uh, like, uh, like Quintana isn't that far off the pace. No one's really been questioning Quintana. Um, wow! Well, no, because like they're, he's the greatest ever. Well, okay. because he's but Colombian
0: there, and everyone knows no, it's eventually like, going ca- to come the out t-
2: During the tour, there was like all this, all this suspect talk, talk about Froome, and then like during the vault of the, like like Aru's coach and all these guys were like putting out sort of like people were putting up hypothetical numbers that were also completely crazy. No one was freaking out <laughs> mm-hmm. about Aru in the same way. I'm what? just saying, there's more suspicion in that guy than these other guys who are like. In the same league, like if he's doing crazy shit, they're doing crazy shit, See, and it <clears throat> doesn't make sense.
0: I, th- I think the the I guess what what would be going on is we need a bad guy, um, and we need good guys. You know, we need somebody psycho, to root
2: for.
1: Cyclocross cross has a bad guy.
0: Wait, like, but here, right? why is
2: from the bad guy? He's like literally. <laughs> Like, like, remember how big of a dick Lance was? Obviously, we should yeah. think of Lance a lot. He he was a big dick. There's plenty of, but guys. he like, was. Vina Kirov was a total it's baddie. Like all of Astana was a all bad of Astana. Guy. Well, but like, think of any interview you've ever heard Froom do. Like, he's he is the worst villain. Ever. He's just like he seems generally like nice a nice person. I know. He seems like other riders in the Peloton like generally get along with him. Like so that's, he's a terrible villain. that's why
0: we we a- we we tried to th- we we to to threw uh of a the bus as being a bad guy, and a we guy and really we it stick. a make like stick a like he was a bad guy for a while, guy now a while him now So likes him not so he can't be the can't a the suffered. guy
2: Contador, he suffered but and still the French of guys, a little He's got more crap in his past. Right, Way right, right. Crap.
0: But the French guys, they can't be villains because everybody's like, oh, they're French. You're like, you know, and then so that only leaves Froome.
1: Well, the the issue and what I was going to say is that Froome's totally got painted into the corner here, right? Like, so he wins in dominating fashion. And then it's like, hey, you must re- release the numbers, which is totally bogus anyway. So from a... A standpoint, like, people are going to pick holes in it no matter what. Like, people are just going to be like, oh, well, the numbers aren't, like, real or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's a no-win situation.
2: I just but, don't even think he won in dominating fashion. Like, that whole part of the narrative makes no sense to me. Like, how much did he win the tour by? It was, like, two was and a half less, minutes? Like, which right? one? No, I don't even think it was two and a half minutes this year. Well, I mean, it, Tim, you're, the you're, biggest act- you're acting a fact-based you question. You a fact tell question. Oh, you're podcast. right. I'm acting in- out. Oh, <laughs> so,
1: so let's get back to like Ugh, the, the I point keep is doing, is that. That, I keep doing- is that he put together quite this thing and it was like, oh, you got to release your numbers and all this. But I want to know like the intersection of like I know people are actually interested in numbers. So it would be great to see like raw data like all the way across. I know he kind of released it, but he released it in a big cover story on Esquire.com, right? Like it became like this big story yeah. of like him proving his numbers rather than like just that you know like the big story being the raw data or or something to the point that like hey all of the top 5 tour guys released their data and you can kind of compare and you can do the science aspect and then i could watch and listen to someone else argue about why it's important but instead i'm just parsing together a totally made for tv type uh made for a report uh testing situation right <laughs> Which like is something perfect. that was uh, it's just it's perfect
0: because none of us are doctors <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, or sports scientists. I mean, not even
2: – the doctors and the sports scientists don't even agree on any of this right. shit. So
0: it's totally pointless. Well, because we all know medicine and sports science is all made up anyway, so.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, it's I think, all magic. Well, so I'm speaking of –
0: vitamins. It's so fine. speaking of
1: the tour, and I think that we – I mean, it was a cool talking point for a slow week. But I think that the bigger news as far as the tour and, you know, to segue from the Froome numbers – is really Prudhomme, the director of the uh, Tour de France, uh, the president of what the ASO, um, speaking from Spain where they're doing a big uh, meeting of all the different race promoters, talking about reducing the number of racers per team. And this seems to, you know, for both safety and then the excitement of racing from nine riders down to eight per team. And I was actually really excited about this because this is something that I've always wondered why, you know, nine teams seems like a lot of you know, people, and then you think of those powerhouse teams like a BMC or a um, uh, Team Sky or even Movistar that can be stacked top to bottom. And
2: yeah. then you
1: got got little teams, you know, that you know maybe have seven good riders, but they definitely don't have nine.
2: Well, but what, do you think one's going to make that big a difference?
1: I feel like... I feel it makes a big difference on the road. I think that if you take out, what, 20 riders from the pack, that you might have a safer race with just less people going after... Mm-hmm. Like the positions on the road. I mean, that's twenty riders. But,
2: but, but it, so part, I feel like the argument though is that part of it is like if we take out a rider per team, then then it's le- it's harder for the teams to control the race. Um, but obviously, everyone's going to cut their weakest riders. So basically, you're cutting like every team's most pack fill. You know, you're cutting me, right? <laughs> yeah. So like. I don't. Does that make a difference? Because those dudes are just at the back anyway, running into each other and like getting dropped. No, because like you look at
1: a top team, like a top. So like, who's the number nine rider on Movistar? Right. That'd probably be Alex Dowsett, who had the no. hour record.
2: He never I mean, would have been that low. I'm saying there's somebody else. One, you picked a couple guys on your tour team <laughs> when we did Velo Games that were on Movistar that neither Spencer <laughs> or I or anyone had ever heard of. Huh. True. And those guys were obviously there to work on the flats go get water bottles and stuff and then get dropped with 20k to go and not that they're not good riders and strong riders i'm not saying that but like you know they they were they were the last ones picked you know yeah but but i just think like going down the i go go six riders go six riders and let in way more teams then you'd have a crazy open race then you'd actually have like
1: well, I mean maybe People this is just control the start. race
2: and like some like some total like rando guy would win because he would just take off one day and win by 30 minutes and we'd have tours like like from the 50s again or something.
1: No, that wouldn't happen cuz of race radios.
2: But is right. that you get what rid we of race want? Radios, six riders. Yeah, I think it is what we want. Cuz hmm. what we what we complain about every year and everyone complains about is one Sprint stages are ungodly boring until the last uh, 2K. And then they're exciting for a little bit. And then the rest of the time, there's these, like, people <laughs> won't attack on any of these climbs because there's a valley between. And they know that, like, a Team Sky is just going to put all their guys in the front and bring it all back together. There's no point mm-hmm. to do anything other than on the last climb. And then no one attacks on the last climb other than the last 2K. Right. Well,
0: I, I I mean I have to disagree on a couple points. I would say sprint stages are exciting from 10k to go because that's when Katusha gets on the front, and that's when I know Kristoff is not going to win the sprint because they always start their lead out way 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 too <laughs> early. Okay, uh, that's
2: true. It's, it's 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 interesting for one reason from ten to three because mm-hmm. you think maybe one of the GC guys will get caught in the split, yeah. and then three happens and they're all still there and you're like ah that sucks that's stupid and then you're like oh yeah i guess i'll watch the sprint before i go take a piss yeah and then the race ends
0: yeah and then uh yeah everything else is pretty spot on i guess
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so as you guys know we have next week the president of usa cycling Derek bouchard hall coming on the podcast and we're all very excited about this you know probably the you know, biggest guest we've had on besides national champions Adam Meyerson, Eric Saunders, and um, Marine Bruto Roy. Um, and I think that Crossroads having is our
2: lowest guest,
1: yeah, he's our lowest, but he you know he brings some important data points. But we have an Olympian, we have the president of USA Cycling coming, and there's lots of questions. So if you have questions you want us to ask the president, you got to get us into uh, get it into us very quickly, Tuesday at the latest. Um, email us at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions about upgrades, you have questions about um, you know the Olympic village, if you have questions about anything exciting, just uh, just get at us.
0: I don't think either of those things were exciting.
1: Yeah, I hope, not at all. I
0: hope our listeners can come up with better questions than you just came so, up with. <laughs> because clearly we are hurting. questions.
1: <laughs> one of the questions that's, that, that is gonna be discussed, because it has kind of blown up a little bit on the internet today that I've seen is that like, people are now realizing that license fees have gone up, in some cases $3, yeah. some cases $5, and yeah. there's kind of been this general, like I don't want to say outright complaining, but definitely snide comments about like, oh, mm-hmm. now I've got to pay an extra $3 USA Cycling or another $5 USA Cycling. Um, so have you guys seen any of this? Because that extra money, they say, is going explicitly to testing um, services. In the amateur ranks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's good news. Yeah. You think so, little guy? I think it's really good news. I do not see why people are complaining about that, but people all the time, at least around Minnesota, a race goes from $25 to $30, and they're just like, whatever, no big deal. And then their license fee goes up for five (laughs) bucks for a reason, and they freak out like it's the end of the world. But no, I'll totally pay five more bucks to do Mm -hmm. uh, Theo Worth. Cause that sounds like a good plan.
0: <laughs> I uh, I have definitely seen some some snarky comments about the license fees going up, and it, it is it scales upwards. You know the the UCI licenses went up quite a bit, and uh, but I think there's they're going to be expecting more testing as well,
2: so it's it's going to cover that. Like,
0: um, but it like, hurts,
2: man. It's, that I agree. That hurts. That's a lot of money, more money. But like, it's going to a good cause. But yeah, like, it's like, rare that your costs go up and you get. Like, this is what we're going to do yeah. with it, and it's going to something you should want unless exactly. you're shit And, like, it like, does seem weird that,
1: like, we are given a reason of why it's going up, and then people are complaining, and it's, like, the reason that every cycling fan, like, hates about yeah. cycling. Like, oh, yeah. dopers. Yeah. And yeah. case in point. Case in point, guys, is that good old down in Mississippi, Louisiana, Mississippi, good old Todd Hickman, Tested po- positive for two different drugs at the Mississippi or Louisiana Mississippi age graded road championships on September sixth. What do you he was forty nine years old for stanzanol and Methofide date. Thanks Any for asking meth in in the us. name. Is There's that meth one? in the name. He <laughs> won in a field of ten riders in the forty plus age group, and he already nice. accepted the four year ban from USA Cycling. I mean. Good. This is now. We could talk about the podium picture that Velanews has in the fact that there's cargo shorts that are appearing in the third place, and there's crazy short creep going on in Todd's shorts, like where his shorts are all the way down to his knees, which reeks of a little suspicion to me. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, seriously, Wait, doping you need all those for this. Pockets, Todd. So, like, it makes me wonder a couple things here. Do you think Todd was outright doping for this victory, or do you think it was more like? Todd didn't even know that he had like some kind of supplement taint going on, or um, is this a classic case of USADA going where the smoke is because they know there's fire, right? Like USADA is not going to waste the three hundred dollars it, it costs per rider, like per yeah. test, on someone have- that's just random. Like they've got to have
2: some kind of information. Well, one, we know a lot about facts, so we obviously know what those <laughs> uh-huh. two drugs are supposed to do, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: totally. So mm-hmm. so we can say for sure that it was not in a supplement because whatever they are, they'd never be in whatever supplement he was supposedly I've, taking. I've
0: read the, the label on cliff bars, and I haven't seen either one of those things on them. Shit. That's I hope life. not because
2: I ate a couple of cliff bars, three <laughs> ones at Velocross or Jingle Cross or whatever. Can I also um, say,
1: Little Guy and Spencer, just copy it, they're not on Pearson's Nut Rolls. Oh, they are yeah, also good. not on Cliff Block's. And Honey okay. Nut Cheerios, which is where I get my entire
2: meal today. Most of yeah. your calories. What I what was the first one? Stanzanol or something. Stanzanol. It sounds like a tire it says, it's, it says it's. A, <laughs> it says it's an anabolic
1: agent. Hmm. Um, no, okay. Yeah. And then the uh, the meth, are, are, meth is a substance of sim- stimulants. So this are, guy yeah. was on are either of these things steel. in Viagra? Oh. That's a good question.
2: No, I think one's just a methamphetamine, and one's just just there to help the steroid. Yeah or so I
1: mean, so this picture of this guy was all Ravella news, this podium,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I mm-hmm. feel the crime is like the shame is not really on Todd. like Todd could be a great guy, and he just made some bad choices, and he accepted his <laughs> pain. But the guy in third place, in the cargo shorts guys, like this poor guy. Just wanted to go out and have a good ride. He got third out of ten. Like that's like yeah. kind of a career goal of he was, myself. Like, he was he's changing like, hey. in
0: the car. He, he was heard the podium announcement. He like, hey, you got he's third like place. Oh shit, I gotta run over there.
1: Because my <laughs> guess is is that it was probably a combined field. So he didn't even know. Like he was just racing with like a field of forty and fifty plus guys and he finished maybe in like fifteenth place overall and they're like calling his name and he's already changed and he's like, oh, well, I gotta throw on this jersey. I what? gotta go take the photo and then
2: yeah, what day of the week was this? Like a Sunday? Because it was probably wash day. That's probably why he wore the cargo shorts. He didn't have anything better to wear. Oh, man, I feel
1: bad for him. But
2: yeah. anyways. Um, <laughs> Never live that one down. Not yep. like our buddy that won, whatever the hell his name was. He'll be back in four years. He'll be back than in ever. four years, yeah. <laughs> New uh, tie bike. You ready to uh, roll.
1: I can't wait to ask uh, Derek Bouchard Hall how disappointing it is to um, report to work on like the Monday after a – 49-year-old guy gets busted for doping in the 40-plus field of, like, the Louisiana State Championships. I mean, that's got to be depressing if you think about it. Like, when you, like, like, I know it's not, like, the end of the world. Like, he's got bigger fish to fry, like, a million-dollar deficit. But he's sitting there going, like, oh, God, like a 49-year-old dude was doping. Seriously, this is what I have to deal with.
2: I am Jake Wells. Listen to the
1: Slow Ride podcast.
2: I did want to kind of touch on that, and I know at the uh, at the larger UCI races and in, in, in that in that field, we can't make the pits go away. But what do you guys think about just getting rid of pits at local races? I think they should be outlawed at anything below a state championship or a national championship or a UCI race. It's a a ridiculous (laughs) thing. Like No, but, like, seriously, in that race yesterday, I understand, like, I can't tell Jeremy Powers not to bring his mechanic and his pit (laughs) bike, you know what I mean? It's a UCI race. But, like, in that race yesterday, there was so much mud and so much grass and mud that, like, Every time I carried my bike and I put it down, I had to like pick mud off my bike so that it would still, <laughs> my wheels would still turn. But like in a local race, wh- why, why should one person have the advantage of their wheels turning just because they have an extra thousand dollars laying around? It doesn't make any damn sense. It, it's the UCI won't let you ride a fucking y Foil. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll let like, you put an extra pit, bike in the pit. Like the pits are stupid.
1: So, well, two things. First off, have any of you ever seen someone win a bike race or place in a bike race that's had to run to the pit? Like, during the race?
2: No, no, no I'm not even saying that. I'm saying, like... No, 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 no. It, like the, the, no, the, listen this. no. Listen to this. No, listen to This, like, so if, if I was doing a local race in this situation, like, it was enough where, like, if you pitted every half lap, it was a huge advantage. Because your bike weighed, like, 30 pounds yeah. after, like, a lap. Like, in that... In that instance, like, if you're doing a local race and one guy has two bikes and a friend who can stand in the pit and hand him a bike and clean a bike, that's a ridiculous advantage. That's better than EPO. Like, so the guy a, with the guy friend. with mud on his bike could be on EPO. <laughs> okay, yeah. I have a friend, and then I'll have an extra couple thousand dollars, and then it's a muddy course so that means I gotta have, I can't just have, like, two bikes and one bike with Griffos and one bike with Limas. I gotta have two bikes with mud tires. Yeah, You know?
1: Well, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, little guy, but the there's two things here. Like, one is, like, from a logistics standpoint, having a pit, like, in a race that, that's not muddy, right? Like, so, like, oh, I crashed and I bent my handlebars. I got to run to the pit. Yeah. I've never seen someone come back from running Yeah, to the that's pit, not like what he's talking about, though. He's talking about having no, not, fresh no, 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 equipment. So that's the first one. So the fresh equipment, like, maybe you have an equipment rule. Like, hey, everyone can have a pit. Like, you can have spare wheels in the pit. Yeah. But you can't have, like, another bike. Or well, or maybe, that- like, you can have a spare bike, but it can't be more than, like, $500. Like, it needs to no, be, like, what? a Magna.
2: That's that's silly. I think you should just... No, I really believe, like, it's just not sporting. It just doesn't make any damn sense. Like, at a certain point, like like, you're out there racing. Like, you start on a bike... You should probably finish on the bike. Like if you have to go into the pits and like literally pull out a wrench and change something or have like the like so, neutral so you sp- want, mechanic so, in there finish so you can do the race, that's one thing. But like just having a straight up advantage of like I got more stuff. So
0: wait, it's then stupid you just want to cross to be like a mountain bike race. Where you bring your tools with I you in a t- tube and everything and you know, if you flat you it gotta fix be. it. It should be like but it's, a, race different, it's where- a different sport than mountain bike. So it has just different rules.
2: But here's the thing. Like you can like, race mountain ago, bikes if you want to. No, I, I will race mountain bikes. I'm just saying a couple years ago they, they they made it so you could only have up to thirty-three tires, right? Because yep. part of the argument was like, oh then you gotta bring less tires and it lowers the like ability to have like a thousand like an arsenal, right? That's, that's some of the logic. Sure. The same could go just at a local level. At a local level you sh- you shouldn't have to have two bikes, and you shouldn't have to, like, believe you need two bikes, you know? Like, that shouldn't be, like, you want to be good locally, and you train, and then you're like, man, at this point... Like, if I raced in Portland every week, like, I don't know how I could not have two bikes with, like, more rain and more mud. Like, in Minnesota, we get mud once a year, you know?
1: I don't think you yeah. have to have
2: anything, the little guy. But if you want... Yeah, I mean, you
0: could you could rock, you could show up with one bike with one cog on it, and you could rock that all day long. And nobody's forcing you to have two bikes.
2: I mean, look at well, I... well, I'm saying no one's forcing you, but is but is it is it something that like when we discussed like making racing more accessible, like we're talking about people complaining about a five dollar fucking extra charge so that dopers can get caught. If these are the same people that are like, it's perfectly reasonable that to like do a 45 minute. 55 plus race i need to have two four thousand dollar bikes to be competitive there's
1: definitely pit bike crimes out there um you know like full di2 carbon hoop cross bikes in the pit that are worth well more than you know a teapot cycles custom bike Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying that your legs should decide the race not
2: your stuff well, well
1: so it's like a time trial so you just think like every time trial should be a stock time trial
2: yeah, I do, actually, because time trails are fucking stupid. And, like, <laughs> it doesn't prove that anyone's faster. It just proves that you spent more money to go get a bike fit and to get into some praying mantis position that you're, like, sure that the officials aren't going to get the tape measure out and measure that it's technically illegal, but they'll never know. It's cool. So at
1: this point, should I tell you that I got a bike fit this week?
2: Was it for a road bike or a time trial bike? Because it was just for your road position. I'm fine with that.
1: It was for a road bike. All right, that's fine. I got all lasered up. I got some uh, little spots put on my uh, different joints, and then they created like a, a video image. I got
2: retooled. Now, Did they create a like a like a dummy of you? that put in the into the like air thing. What's it called? I can't think. It's called a wind tunnel. To I was on? gonna call it an air tent for a second. Yeah, no, I
1: got the uh, I got the old retool fits. Like, figure out exactly what size titanium bike I could have for my debut in Masters 35 plus racing next is year. Retool,
2: is retool like a like a kind of kind of fit? It's like just... it's a
1: company. It's like basically okay. they put um, like uh, receptors, like uh, data points on your your joints, so it can measure like your angles of. Um, torso angle like extension angle and all that and actually like my fit from what that i've been having over the years that i last got fit in 2008 at grand performance um by dan case using the old greg LeMond method where i had to sit on a uh, phone book that was pushed up up against my junk to get the measurement of my inseam <laughs> that's um that's
2: the way to do it i think <laughs> and then
1: uh multiplied that out with various things and then he just put me up on the bike and took a look at me and was like okay we need to lower your stem and then Ever since then, it's been somewhat accurate. So I've got uh, the measurements for the custom Moots titanium I'll be getting. But other than that, it was a pretty cool experience. I will say that, like, the science so how, how behind How close it,
2: was it? Yeah, did you change it a lot? or did I, you? The
1: only thing I changed, the only thing we're going to be changing is the torso angle. So, like, I guess I'm at, like, 37 degrees, like, where the bend is in my, like, uh, my hips. Yeah. Like, from... The torso angle, and then I need to be... He's like, yeah, usually you want to be at like 42 to 43 or something so like need, that. So you so. need to
0: be more Wait. upright on your titanium bike? Is that what he's saying? This is awesome. He, said, yeah, little, he, he said
1: increased head tube. Um, yes. you know, so he said that like... He said that, like, you're not going to be able to tell visually, but, like, the bike I currently have, the Focus I have now, has a really small head tube, apparently. Yeah.
2: I don't know. He knows all the science. You guys know me with, like, this techni- technical well, that's, stuff. No, that's no, kind I of the Ridley, the Ridley way of building bikes. Like, if you, if it, you know, like, we've we've yeah. all had Ridleys, I think. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you buy a Ridley, and you're like, I ride a 52 or whatever, and you get a 52 Ridley, and it's, like, on this weird-ass giant head tube, and you look at it, and you're like, I can't ride that. It's it way make too sense great. but yeah. then it works you know so um
1: yeah it was i so will cool. say that the fit itself was pretty cool to get dialed in as far as like all the measurements i mean i think everything was within like a couple millimeters of where they were saying cuz they based it off of you know your own personal data points but then also thousands of people that have gotten this fit so you can see like where the averages are it was it was pretty exciting um i wait, would recommend wait. like a a pretty fancy fit if you guys haven't gotten one before like
2: fancy fit now that's that's that store down on 5th, That's, right? That sounds like a that cat does the food. kids
0: kits. <laughs> hey, this is Mo Bruner Roy, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast.
1: Guys, road season is around the corner. Did you see all the news? Oh no. Jose is announced as the leader of the tour down under for AG2R. How excited are you?
2: I'm so excited. That's oh. a terrible race for him and he's probably he probably won't even go. He'll probably DNF or DNS. He probably right. will, like won't make it.
1: It's really sad that that's like the road news and then the of course the other road news is the new Quick Step kit. Um have you guys had a chance to take a look at that? Spencer, you're oh. the designer here.
0: I couldn't miss it because you got that sassy Marcel Kittle over the bike looking back at you with his bedroom eyes how could you not I totally forgot he was
2: on that team Holy shit <laughs> I just totally forgot that he was on them now I am mm-hmm. not ready yet for this show. I mean they,
0: the internet didn't think? didn't explode as they did with the Colnago uh, ad of, of the same stature but that's okay Everybody loves I think Marcel. it had to
1: do with the Friday release of the kit. Like they just kind of, you be. know, it kind of went out with the Friday trash.
2: Wait, so was he in the kit? Was was he doing the pillow thing? No, they didn't like, have a pillow every fight. Every year, Step has the pillow fight. Yeah, they haven't okay. done the. Oh yet. man, Kittle, Kittle and Boonen in a pillow fight. Oh my god, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, we're all we're all eagerly anticipating. Problem.
2: The problem, the problem throwing, with this new throwing kit. a little our favorite American in there just right in the middle.
1: Can I just oh. point out that the problem with this new kit <laughs> is that it's got the pinstripes, like oh, does like. It? They, it does. It's got pinstripes. that they, are like, they kind of like, jack
0: the Trek thing a little
1: bit. Yeah, can't we just let people like own a certain segment? Like, oh, no. Trek has owned the pinstripes now for what two years? Like, love it or hate it, it is their thing. Like, it looks pretty cool. I saw a kit in display uh, on display today at the or this weekend at the cross race, and it looks great in person with the pinstripes. Mm-hmm. And now e Quick Step has the pinstripes. It's like, come on, people! Like, there are random geometric shapes that have not been used yet. There is not pur- a purple team in but the But
2: maybe, oh, speaking of. There are of, so many options. Yeah, show me an octagon. Show me one octagon yeah. on one kit, right? Maybe
0: maybe Trek uh, gave them, maybe Trek gifted the pinstripe because they're going to have a lot of geometric shapes on their new MAPE kits.
2: <laughs> you think they they called Quick Step Up and they said, like, like we'll sell you pinstripes for I don't know, 100 bucks? We don't, we don't need them anymore. We got some yeah. pinstripes laying around. Yeah. We got some more complicated shapes coming our way, so...
0: do Remember, like, remember remember back in the day when you guys were awesome and you had Cancelara and these geometric-shaped kits? In your face! Enjoy those pinstripes.
1: Oh, quick Quickstep. I, I like the new kits. I just wish that they were a little bit more original. Maybe, like, uh, maybe put those pinstripes a little bit at an angle so they're just more diagonal lines. I'll tell you, I do
0: like the darker blue, though. The, yeah. the light blue Quickstep is kind of done to death, and, uh... You know, it just hasn't had the same pop it, as it did when they first came out with it. And it's just kind of looking uh, old hat, you know? So it's, it's the not, only th-
2: is uh, black anymore? Uh, it's of it's
0: black. Dark. But it's, play, it's yeah. a darker blue. It's more like a, you know, like a blue blue. It's a blue, much true blue.
1: It's a much classier kit. Like, it doesn't have that real light blue sky blue uh, color, I think. Yeah, there's cool. no fades on it. Yeah, it's a... I, it's like you know, it's like that Movistar kit we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's just another like solid kit. Like those two kits together, you're like, hey, you know what? They look good. Mm-hmm. Um So guys
2: Oh that is sexy, I just pulled up the final thing to <laughs> yeah.
1: to really talk about um this week was uh as some people dubbed it, it was the Oprah week of Cyclocross. You get points and you get points and you get points with three UCI Cyclocross races this weekend in the United States, mm-hmm. we had the NBX Finals um, mm-hmm. with uh, and, uh, Clark uh, winning the uh, the race, right? Tweakin?
0: Yeah, he won on Sunday. And yeah. uh, Jeremy Martin uh, came down from Canada and won on Saturday. And then and you and had ruts and,
1: glut- ruts and Guts in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I like Ruts and Guts. <laughs> ruts and Guts promoted by the guys that do Tulsa Tough, and then right up the road, really the grandfather in the mall, and I actually feel a little bit bad for um, Jingle Cross, where this race is quickly becoming one of the biggest races on the scene, and now you've got two competition, two competitive races in the UCI calendar on the same weekend. Come on, let's give it up for Jingle Cross.
2: I don't one think the- it affected it, though, man. It had, a, it had a ton of people, like just generally people racing, people spectating. It felt like more than ever.
1: That's awesome, and that's the way it should be. So why would why would a race, like Oklahoma, let's just pick that one. Let's let New Ooh, England do their Oklahoma. thing all by themselves. That's cool. Like, you know, they, they kind of have a pretty big scene. They can support it. But why would the Oklahoma promoters put their race on the same weekend as Jingle Cross, which conceivably is the closest UCI Cyclocross race to Oklahoma? Like, you would think that they would sit there going like okay maybe we should be the weekend after like maybe there would be a little well, bit of connection here
2: i think you just answered your own question they're on the same weekend they 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 wanted all the people they were looking at the scrubs like me and they were saying that guy's not going to get a point at jingle cross but he's going to think he can get a point at tallsa tough or whatever the hell so he's going to come Ruts here and, and guts and, and guts he's Ruts still and not going to get a point
0: does every He's race in Oklahoma have to have a ridiculous name? Is that, like, part of the rules?
2: Well, they they only have two races, so yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but they're, like, rodeo-themed names.
2: <laughs> have you been to Oklahoma? The whole place is kind of rodeo-themed. Well. So
1: what's your uh, feeling on the NBX uh, finals, Spencer? did you go?
0: Yeah, I was down there on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> NBX is the final weekend of the Verge series. Um So it's always a pretty hard fought for that title, um, you know, which was exciting. It was good racing. Ellen Noble, uh, won on Saturday over Emma White and they reversed order on, uh, on Sunday. And then, uh, like you said earlier, Anthony Clark won on Sunday in the men's side of things, uh, with Jeremy Martin winning on Saturday. A lot of, lot of exciting races. That race is awesome. Um, the course is amazing, uh, Really well done, and uh, they got a little creative with it. It's got a beach run that has to be the absolute maximum length it can be by UCI rules. It's it's huge, and uh, it,
1: where, it. Where is this race? How? Okay,
0: It's in Warwick, uh, Rhode Island, right next to Providence.
2: How long is the maximum run? Is that just for flat runs? Because the uphill yeah. runs I did must have been maximum. Because we
0: well, can. I think they think. Uh, The max, like, I think there's a maximum of sand. I don't know. I'd have to pull up the rules, but it's 80 meters. I think uphill they kind of consider that like a rideable. You know what I mean? But since it was muddy, you couldn't. You know.
2: Bullshit! No way.
1: (laughs) So with the the NBX finals, Uh ruts and guts. Um, little guy, how many people were at Jingle Cross? Totally
2: well you know like in the race just like everybody like oh is it thousands. just like busier the busiest you've ever seen it you said it did seem the busiest yeah it just seemed like all all the fields were huge and just like yeah. the park i don't know there was like over like more parking like there's just like the parking lot was full there was like parking in this field it just felt crazier and bigger did you have oh. to
1: wait four hours for breakfast again
2: um oh my god spencer yeah spencer That guy, you know that guy that was always at the counter when we went to that breakfast joint. Yep, there's the worst dude. He's the worst. He's the he was the slowest, worst. He shouldn't have. I don't know where he could have worked, but oh my god, you've never waited so long to get like a burrito cooked in like a George Foreman grill. Um, I went. I went to the breakfast joint with my my dad and my stepmom. Um, we got our food twenty minutes. I kid you not. Twenty minutes. We ordered drinks. We got them immediately. No, like no, like five minute wait for this guy to find the hot water nozzle to get me some freaking hot water for tea. Less people
1: on Sunday this year.
2: Less people on Sunday, probably because everyone ripped their derailleur off on Saturday and they're just like, screw it. They don't so need to many break poor shifting
1: bike.
0: mistakes going on. I saw oh a lot my of God, photos. <clears throat> but if i had never a second
2: seen... bike. I, well, if they had a second bike there, but I mean, you can't start with just wouldn't,
0: one bike. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. I just, I mean, every time I see a photo of someone with their derailleur hanging and they're walking in a race, I'm just like, what poor decisions you s- have you made in your life you to s- get you to this point?
2: I so I have that feeling, but I don't want to say that because I feel like that's that's cursing myself, and I'm gonna then I'm gonna rip a derailleur. Right <sighs> I out. don't care, like, man. I think, like I think you should be that is operator with
0: these error. It's not the mud. It is operator error.
2: I've bent a hanger. I've never broken a hanger. Neither I'm have just I. Just nervous. I don't want to curse it.
0: Yeah.
2: But we both have steel bikes with like integrated steel <laughs> steel hangers that like don't but break. I,
0: I have not always Whereas had a steel see, bike.
2: Well, I, neither have I. But uh, and I I've never seen as many broken derailleur hangers and just broken derailleurs as I've seen. I mean, this my
0: my claim to fame at Jingle Cross was finishing in the money in the UCI race. By way of everyone else ripping the derailleur, yeah. Off. That, that I got twenty fifth place and got that last check, and it was awesome.
2: You guys know what place I got yesterday?
0: What place? What place?
2: Sixteen. I got twenty six. Twenty six. Okay, that's like that's UCI level. Sixteenth place, little guy. <laughs> sort of. I don't know if they actually paid twenty five deep yesterday. It was a C two, so I don't know. Actually. Probably anyway. not in the
0: C two. It probably only went twenty deep. So a little okay. Saturday, After this
2: went? year's experience, I got two questions for you. Yeah.
1: First is: Did Jingle Cross do enough to become a World Cup
2: venue? Um, it's definitely the hardest race in the world. So yeah, I, I would agree. You, you, you think it
1: could be like considered? You know, let's say. Let's say that that venue was in Belgium, let's say. Would that yeah. just, I mean, obviously you've never been to any of the Belgium races, but we've watched lots of them on TV and, and pirate internet. Do you yeah. think that that course could rate? Like people would be sitting there going like, oh, Jingle Cross, man, the, the Grinch's Lair. Yeah, man. Like that's such an evil spot.
2: Okay, one, the Grinch's Lair wouldn't matter. But two, that hill is brutal. Hill like is going brutal. up it is hard, going down is hard. I mean, I don't know if either of you guys watched like the live feed, like whatever from Friday or Saturday, but like. People were eating it constantly, at least yesterday in the descent. It was like constant carnage going down and going up was just brutal. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think the... I like Jingle Cross. I love it, but I wish I'd gone to Tulsa just for the pure racing of it because that was like just yeah. like I didn't really race. I just sort of rode around and got like made fun of by people. And I then think... occasionally like went down a hill fast enough for people to cheer. Were they no, evil making have, fun of you?
0: I have two I things. To, I, have, I, I felt like there was some
1: kind of mean, uh,
2: Maybe because I was just, like, not enjoying my own racing ability. So.
1: What were they saying?
2: I don't know. They, they made fun of they just made fun of you, and I was like, come on. He's not even here to defend himself. Wait, like. they made fun of me? <laughs> no. Nobody made fun of you. No, I actually <laughs> met some very nice people and a very nice guy. Uh, I don't know who he was. I'm climbing the very top of the hill. I'm riding in the race. I'm, like, gassed and, like, out of breath, and I probably got, like, saliva coming all over my face and he's like hey you're a little guy from the slow ride podcast right and i'm like yeah yeah (laughs) so that was very nice whoever you were uh well nice to meet you as i rode by
0: i don't know if you'd have had a much better time in oklahoma little guy actually um because there was numerous reports on the twitters of really uh poor heckling going on there really uh you know, I just, mean, I just think mean spirited,
2: game I'm so there's definitely nice people, but I felt like there was some kind of I don't know, yeah. I feel like people in, a, in an attempt to be funny, we've talked about this before, sometimes go to this level of you're just like, What that wasn't very clever, and it was just sort of mean It's not even <laughs> funny, it's like lame. It is really lame. Yeah. I liked it more when I gotta say, when we had the purple kits, I just got called purple merble which I thought was just. Not very original, but it was just kind of funny to hear as I like ran up a hill really slow. Eric DeVolamec passed away. He's seven-time world champion in cyclocross. We're talking about cyclocross. we got to mention that they had a moment of silence for him at uh, the race on Sunday. Spencer wanted to talk about the drama on, but we haven't talked about But anyway, Eric DeVolamec passed away. Great cyclocross racer. Um, brother of Roger, Mr. Perry So It's a sad thing. It wasn't that old.
1: And with that, sad news, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast on both iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you leave a review, subscribe, tell your friends. You can always email us at podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod, where all types of fun stuff happens. We didn't get any reviews this week, so leave us a review so we can read it. And um, with that, make sure you always, 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 always wave at the spandex um, clowns that you see riding out there on the road, and even just regular people riding a bike, just give them a little wave. No big deal. And uh, thanks to BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro. And with that, we bid you adieu.
0: The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com
2: and on Twitter at the slow ride Pod.